Hey everybody, this is Senior Pastor Joshua B. Carson saying thank you for tuning into the CT Podcast. We hope that your time here, whether you're driving down the road or whether you're sitting at home with a journal and listening in, we hope that it's effective. Maybe it'll be inspirational, encouraging, maybe it'll be thought-provoking. Regardless of what session you're listening to, we truly pray that this is a benefit to you and to your family. God bless and enjoy the podcast. Today, I feel an assignment from heaven. We've got to be what God wants us to be. Amen. Genesis chapter 1, and then we're going to turn over to the back of the New Testament to the book of 1 John chapter 1. Not John, but 1 John. 1 John comes second. not a riddle. Genesis 1 verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. I remind everyone in this room today that needs to hear what I'm about to say. When God says it, it will happen. Say, preacher, that's awful simple. No, it's not. Things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And when God says it, it will happen. Turn over in your Bible to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John 1 verses 1 through 5. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, which we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifest unto us, that which we have seen and heard declare we Declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father, with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write I unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And in him is no darkness at all. In Genesis 1, where we've just read, God says, let there be light on the first day. And he does not create the luminaries to give light until the fourth God does not need anything else to be light, for God is light. And what we need is His glory to shine. And we need to be the reflection of that glory. If you believe it, say amen. amen. So I want to preach for a little while from Genesis 1-3. Let there be light. Let 
there be light. And I want to tell you the revelation of his light is spreading right now across the earth. God, we come collectively before you in this house right now asking that you might help us in a special way. I pray you'd speak to every heart and every mind. I do pray as I oft do, help me preach with wisdom and with clarity under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I want to try and somehow do justice to your word for your will in a timely manner. I pray you would help those that are here. Help me to somehow keep their attention. Help me to share these life-giving words and do it in a way of humility, but also with confidence and boldness. Let me walk that line with anointing, I pray it, so that people in this house might draw closer to you and that we collectively and individually might be a greater reflection of your light. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and let everybody shout amen. amen. You may be seated. Let there be light. Let there be light. Not with a human voice, but with the thundering voice that is greater than the heavens and the earth. For heaven is his throne, the Bible declares, and earth is his footstool. And somehow, if you might with me, think of it on this great or grand scheme. The greatest artist of all time, he who would take the void of nothingness and the reality of the darkest of darkness, and he would speak, let there be light. What was spoken into the reality of atmosphere was, let my glory begin to reflect. Let there be light. Let me poll the crowd here today. Is there anyone who would be honest? Maybe as a child, maybe as an adult, you don't have to specify, but you're not a big fan of the dark. Any adults in here that would be honest enough to raise your hand and say, when I was a kid, I was scared of the dark? Anyone willing to raise your hand and say you're not good at being honest in crowds? <laughs> I was with a friend the last couple days, and he began to tell a story and he told on himself in front of a group of people talking about how terrified he was of the dark as a child. He said, I got to be honest, I still don't like the dark. And I live in the country and country dark is a different kind of dark. Those of you that grew up in the country or live in the country now, country dark is a different kind of dark. He said, and so when I was younger to terrify and torment me, my siblings would run in the room, turn off the light, and close the door. He was mad talking about it. <laughs> Decades later, he needs therapy. <laughs> he was telling this story, and he said something that really sent shockwaves through me. He said, 
He said, when the lights would go out, almost instinctively, my arms would go up. He said, because when I could no longer see, I decided that I would move by feel. When you cannot see your way, you feel your way. And while I understand the sensitivity of the topic, I want to remind us that we are living in a spiritually dark world where what they are doing day in and day out is they are feeling because they cannot see. And people are being led by their feelings. And even because of their feelings, they are now experiencing things they don't understand. And so they're feeling things that scare them and feeling things that make them nervous. And so they are partaking of substances to drown out the feeling. When the truth is, if they could just get their eyes open and really see... There's something greater than just trying to feel your way through it when you can see. I am not embarrassed to tell you what I believe is the answer for every person in this room and every person in every corridor of the greater Indianapolis area. We need an eye-opening revelation of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel. We need the light of the gospel to shine right here in our lives, right here from our church, right here in our city, in every back alley of every part of every suburb. We need the light of Jesus Christ to shine. We need it to shine in the Pentecostal church, but we need it to shine in the Baptist church. We need it to shine in the Presbyterian church. We need it to shine in the Episcopal. I'm gonna preach it anyway. We need a revelation of the light to hit the Catholic church. We need a revelation of the light to hit every Trinitarian church. We need a revelation of the light that will take us from feeling into seeing. We need to open our eyes and see what the Lord is trying to do in this hour. And while you're excited, let me let you just stay there for a second, okay? Because there is a revelation, Brother Titus. There is a revelation of his light right now. I've heard it prophesied for the last decade that the next wave of revelation was coming to Trinitarianism. And there was going to be a revelation of the oneness of God. And that light was going to begin to move through that place. I know everybody couldn't be here, and I'm keeping it confidential who it is for now. But last Saturday night, a group joined with me in this church while I baptized a Trinitarian pastor and his wife in the name of Jesus Christ. They wanted to meet us for lunch. My wife and I met them and they said, we've been watching you. We've been watching Calvary. We've seen the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. We need to be baptized in that name. We need to be baptized. And they're going back to baptize their church in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. It is the will of God. And then if that don't, if that don't excite you, you don't believe this like me. If that don't excite you, you're not excitable. 
If that doesn't move you, you need to check what moves you because there is a revelation in this hour. Come on, there is a revelation in this hour of the truth of God. Let there be light. I want everybody in the building from the beginning of this message to lift your hands. And I want you to ask God over your life and over your family and over your co-workers and over your neighborhood. Let there be light. Come on, would you lift your voice and pray it? You don't have to say any other words, but those words over and over and over again. Let there be light. 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 Brother Aaron McCreary. I had almost forgot that last year I stood in this, pulp, in this pulpit on this platform and I proclaimed to this church, I believe God's going to help us. I'm going to baptize some pastors. It's what I said from this pulpit in the name of Jesus Christ. I forgot about it. Brother Sipes, after I baptized them, they reached out to me the next day and said, by the way, did you know you preached about us? He's become one of my friends. Pastor, I don't know about that. You don't have to know about it. Let there be light. Every denomination, every area, every place, let there be light. Why am I after this? Why am I utilizing this as a title? Because in case you don't know the words to pray, Brother Honeycutt, I've came with a very clear instruction from God. You don't have to come up with new words to pray. You just get your words in alignment with his words. What he's already spoke, you just know. You know you're in the will of God when you pray what he's already declared. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light at my work. Let there be light in my house. Let there be light on my unsaved kids. Let there be light. I don't know where your kids are at right now. I don't know what they're addicted to. I don't know if it's alcohol. I don't know if it's cocaine. I don't know if it's marijuana. But I do know this. Let there be light. Let there be light that drowns out envy. Let there be light that drowns out jealousy. Let there be light that drowns out contention. Let there be light that drowns out divisiveness. Let there be light that drowns out the darkness. Somebody shout amen. amen. You may be seated. We will find throughout scripture that he is in fact that light. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 18 and 28, you Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns darkness into light. You know what light is, right? You cannot have light and darkness. You either have darkness or you have light. Now you might have dimness because the light is fading, but in the darkest of situations, if there is just a little bit of light, Every person in the room with the physical ability to see and even those whose vision is waning. Isn't it an amazing thing that even those who can become legally blind and vision is waning, the thing they can see to the very end is the glimpses of light. 
And so in the darkest of scenarios and the darkest of environments, if you can just a little bit of light, just get a little bit of light, just get a little candle burning, just get a little flicker going, and they will be able to see that little bit of light. For darkness is simply defined as the absence of light. We cannot afford to be absent in this hour. Psalm 27 and 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. For those that are afraid in the dark, whom shall I fear? For those that have been overwhelmed because you've been watching too much news, whom shall I fear? For those that are overwhelmed about the mark of the beast and the end time, whom shall I fear? For those that are overwhelmed about what's going to happen, I'm telling you what's going to happen. The Lord's going to return for his church. He's going to split the eastern sky and those that are ready are going to be caught up to whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 119 and 105. Thy word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. It is, it is, it is. When I don't know where to go, I can find out how to go. When I can't see where to put my next step, I open up your word and it's a lamp under my feet and a light unto my path. John chapter 8 and verse 12 when Jesus spoke again to the people he said hear me clearly I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but shall have what? Shall have what? Shall have what? I want you to say it repeatedly so you get it. When you get me, you get the light. That's what he was telling them. He was letting them know, I am the light of the world. I know that the world is dark. He was telling them, I recognize that it's dark. But whoever walks in me has the ability to walk in that light. Not just any light, but the light of Jesus Christ. For Paul would write in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's do something. Go there in your Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Mm. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want you to go there. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Go to, go to, go to verse 12. But what I do, that I will do. That I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into what? The apostles of Christ. And no marvel, the King James says, or don't be surprised by this, or marvel not at this, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Don't be surprised that there are people 
calling themselves righteous. Don't be surprised that there are people who are only out for their own benefit saying that they are of Christ. For Satan himself, please hear it. I know you know it, but please hear it. Satan himself disguises as an angel of light. I'm going to say it on this last day of the year. Not everything that says it's holy is holy. And not everything that acts like it's right is right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close this year saying that there is no substitute to this book. There is no substitute to the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm closing this year because I want heaven happy with me by preaching there is no other doctrine to be preached. There is no other gospel to be preached save Christ, Him crucified, and resurrected again. I'm going to preach it. We're not going to try to fill this house based on popularity. We're going to fill this house and then fill it again based on this. He was manifest in the flesh. The same God that said, let there be light. And his glory was broadcast. We beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. That's what we're going to preach. God was manifest in the flesh. And the light of his gospel is repent. You know what repent means? Get out of the darkness into his marvelous light. That's what the Bible said. He pulled us out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's what repentance did to me. I was feeling my way through darkness, but I saw the light and I repent. Look at your neighbor, give him a real good smirk and say, repent. Repent. And then what? You preach. I'm, so, I'm tired. You preach. I hear like three of you. Do what? Preach it if you believe it. Come on, you're ministers of the gospel. Do you want us baptizing any other way here? How do you want us to baptize here? Then preach it. How do you want us to? We baptize in the only saving name. We put them down in one name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, remission of We don't apologize from it. We're not backing away from it. We are who we are. We believe in baptism in the name. Why? We saw the light. We saw the light. You believe this? Man, I believe this. And we don't stop there. What if we just stop there? That's good. I'm tired. That's good. What? Say what? We need to 
to get filled. Filled. Don't just see the light. Get full of the light. You got to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Where are my tongue-talking apostolic? Where are my people that on the last day of December would say, I got it. I got it. Just like the Bible says, I got the Holy Ghost. I talk in tongues. Come on, tongue talker. Come on, apostolic. Let's bring the lights down. Bring the lights down. Turn your candles off for a second. Trees aren't supposed to be part of it, but they look pretty. Let me tell you what partial gospel does. Repent, but stay there. Speak the name of Jesus, but stay there. I don't want anybody giving me part of the gospel. I don't want anybody in this church preaching part of the gospel. I don't want my God. Paul, what'd you say? If anybody preaches any other gospel, what did the Bible say, y'all? Let him be, let him be accursed. Yeah, but Indianapolis is dark. Repent. Be baptized. Every one of you, drug addict, be baptized. Alcoholic, be baptized. Trinitarian, be baptized. Come on, every nationality, every ethnicity, every religiosity, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and unto your children and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I wish you'd join your voice with me right now and begin to pray, let there be life. Uh, uh, let there be life. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light in the dark places. Let there be light in the dim places. Let there be light in the religiously persuaded. Let there be light in the addiction. Let there be light to those prodigals that have wandered. Let there be light. I need somebody to do nothing but pray with me for a minute. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. 
The light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. It means the light could not be stopped by the darkness. Take that candle, flip it on. If you don't have it on, go ahead. Jesus, what do you want us to do? He said, you are the light of the world. God, I'm telling you in front of all these people, I don't know how to do this without your help. Our city is lost and we need your help. I got good people in this congregation whose family's lost. We need your help. I got amazing kids in front of me that love you and they got friends that need life. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. Just pray for a minute. Just pray for a minute. Just pray for a minute. Huh. Pastor, we're not supposed to pray like this on December 31st. We're, we just need to have a cute little candlelight service and move. No! A thousand times no! God, have we done everything we could this year to reach? Don't let our light wane moving into this new, new year. We... I want you to do a little experiment with me. I've taken long enough. Your eyes should have adjusted at some level. Sitting in the congregation, my left over here, my left, your right. Over in that far section, you're the only ones I want you to leave your candles on. I want everybody else in the building to turn yours off. Please turn them off for just a moment. Balcony and main level. You up there, please turn yours off for just a moment. A little switch on the bottom or a turn knob at the top. If you can't figure it out, stick it in your pocket. <laughs> Those of you over here on the left, thank you for leaving your lights on. Now you, in this section, I want you to go ahead and turn yours out. You guys keep yours on in the far. I want you guys to turn yours out. You guys right here in front of me, go ahead and turn your, turn your lights out. In the balcony here. Yep, and if you can't get it off, just stick it in your, in your pocket. Turn your light off in this section here. Just you guys.
Brother Chris, you leave your light on, but everybody else turn yours off. Hold that light up, Brother Chris. We're not making enough of an impact. Well, I'm here to tell you that everybody in this building that can see, even to the farthest corner, you can see that one. I know that there's plenty of you that know this, and I'm not saying this disparaging in any way, but there were people only a few years ago that said Calvary was Calvary's done, they said. Calvary can't have revival. And what have we been preaching and shouting and singing for the last three and a half, four years? We're going to have, we're going to have revival. We're going to see souls set. There are people in the government saying, our world has gone too far. Nobody wants it. But Brother Chris, here's what I've learned. Even if you're the only one, you keep that light burning. You keep that light shining. Sister Brooklyn, go ahead and turn yours back on. Because what I have found is one turns into two. I am the result. I am the result of somebody going into a small town, gathering in a little country house, opening up a Bible and teaching the plan of salvation. I was raised in a town that had less, less people in that town that are in this building alone this morning. Does it matter how dark the addiction? It doesn't matter how gross the darkness. It just matters if there'll be a little light that begins to bring the absence Go ahead, left section. Go ahead and turn those lights back on because this is how the multiplication of the gospel. I want you to watch it like a wave across this building. I want us to go row by row starting over here on the left and balcony. You begin to join us right now. This section, I want you to turn your light back on because this is how it happened. It happened when it fell in Acts chapter 2. The Bible says, cloven tongues like as a fire set upon them. <laughs> And what happened from Jerusalem? Go ahead over your section three. And in the balcony, it began to spread. It didn't stay just in that upper room, but it spread out into the street. And from that street, it began to spread from house to house and from person to person. Go ahead, section four. And in the balcony, go ahead. Section five, go ahead and join us. And, and when persecution hit, it didn't turn the fire out. It just spread the gospel. And it went from one city to the next, from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria to the other most part. Go ahead, section six and seven and eight. Go ahead and turn those lights out and hold them up. And while the enemy is saying, nobody wants this, 
How is it then that people are receiving the Holy Ghost at a greater rate than ever in the history of mankind? How is it possible then that people are receiving the Holy I'm going to tell you why. Darkness cannot stop the light. Darkness cannot stop the light. In Genesis 1 and 3, he said, let there be light. And in John's revelation recorded in Revelation 22, he said he didn't need the light when he spoke it in one, even though he hung the sun, the moon. He didn't really need them. Because he said in Revelation 22, in that great city, there will be neither need for sun nor moon for the Lamb. The Lamb will be the light thereof. Pastor, I don't know if we've got enough. We got enough. Not in our own giftings and not in our own abilities, but because of the power. Because of the power of the gospel. We've got enough. Now I want you to prepare your eyes. We're going to keep the house lights super dim, but we're going to bring them up just a hair. That's good. Because I want to invite people. I know not everyone can and maybe not everyone wants to. But there's some of you, I feel it. You've got this thing in your spirit this last day of the service. You said, I just want to go to the altar and I want to pray, let there be light over my family. I want to pray, let there be light. I'm going to tell you what prayer I've made. This is the truth and this is going to be super transparent. My wife and I have been praying you either help us win souls in our neighborhood or move us out. I want to be somewhere where I'm being affected. Let there be be light. Let there be light. That doctor's report is not so dark that your light has ceased. The gross darkness of addiction that hits your home is not so dark that there cannot be light. You don't know the school system I work in, Pastor No, but I know that God who spoke light into nothingness. When, when, when it was without form and void, when there was nothing but darkness, he said, let there be light. And you know what he said about the light? It was good. It was good. So if you're in this room and you want to come to this altar, you just keep that candle on. You step out. Just tell your neighbor, excuse me. I, I want to go down to that front. I want to gather in that altar. If you're in the balcony, there's a middle altar space if you so inclined. I'm not forcing anyone, making anyone come, but I know you feel the tug. Those that are coming, I am going to ask you, press as close as you can. Hundreds of people are trying to make a move here today. You might be in the very back and you can't make it all the way down, but you want to make it into that second row and make that your altar space today. That's great. That's fine. You might be in your pew and say, I'm not really comfortable to move. You make your pew an altar. That's fine right where you're at. But I'm asking everybody in the room, hold that light up. I know it's just symbolism, but I want with that light held, would you pray with me right now? God, whatever. I have to do. I want you to work through my life this year. 
I don't want all my New Year's resolution to be about weight loss. I need some of my New Year's resolution to be about light. I need some of these New Year resolutions. I need them to be about winning souls. He that winning souls is what? God, we worship you. God, we come on, lift your voices, Calvary. light a candle they don't put a bushel over it if there's a bushel over the light that's the enemy's plan if there's a bushel over your witness if there's a basket over your light that's the enemy's plan I've been too quiet of a witness take that basket off you're holy you're holy I want the whole world to know you're real <laughs> 